This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Kia ora and welcome to Planet Women. I'm Amanda Manel from the Hedatonga Women's Centre and joining me in the Radio Hawke's Bay studio today is Deborah Grace, the Community Services Manager at Whatever It Takes Trust. Whatever It Takes Trust, known as WIT, is a registered charity focused on the recovery of people experiencing mental health and addiction difficulties, supporting them to live well within our community. It's wonderful to have you here with us today, Deborah. Kia ora, Amanda. Here at Planet Women, we talk with women in our community who are really making a difference in the lives of others, and it's always interesting to learn more about them and what led them to become involved in the work that they do. So, Deborah, should we start first by hearing about you and what set you on the path to working with those experiencing mental health and addiction challenges? Thank you for the invitation to come here today, Amanda. Uh, I guess my pathway comes with um, three paths or strands. Uh, My own lived experience, um, I live with mental unwellness all of my life since my late teens. Uh, In the days when um, doctors gave you a big red pill and a pat on the head and on, on your way. So I have experience of the UK NHS mental health and addiction system. Certainly throughout my life I've volunteered with organisations in the volunteering sector with youth clubs, brownies, guides um, and also with the UK version of Big Brother, Big Sister. So I'm very passionate about giving back to my community and I do that with volunteering. Um, And finally in, in my career as a superintendent registrar at first dealing with people and supporting them in some of the most stressful periods Mm. of their lives. And um, prior to um, coming to New Zealand, I spent 10 years as a coroner's officer with the police force. That role certainly came with its challenges. Um, People look to you for guidance in that situation, particularly when bereaved by suicide, and very often not understanding and not having any answers people need some guidance I then spent when I first came to New Zealand um, 10 years working in what I call the wasteland of IT security and that's my words right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, working from home living rurally uh, was a challenge for me Mm. and I decided that I needed to be back with people and so one day I just saw an advertisement in the Hawke's Bay today from the DHB at the time, Hawke's Bay DHB, and they were asking for people to get on board with a new, um, the build of a new ward in mental health inpatient unit. And I just rocked up one day uh, with 30 or so other Tangata Fiora. And and we all recall the moment where we um, went into the room and there was kind of of a them and us situation, the clinicians on one side and uh, us as clients or patients or whatever they wanted to call us on the other. Um, But we had a really good talk and the partnership advisory group was born from that day. We started as a stakeholder group with the DHB And now um, we thought our role would be around a year or so for the project build. But this has evolved into a partnership which is now integral in in designing, co-designing mental health and addiction services. And with the partnership advisory group, 
in 2015 at the Hawke's Bay Health Awards, we won the Royston Hospital Supreme Award and the Southern Community Laboratories Excellence in Service Improvement Award. And we were just so chuffed that um, consumers had come that far uh, with the award and we continue to be a part of the Hawke's Bay DHB Mental Health and Services Addictions Service today. Oh, that's amazing. And so that's a really strong consumer-led voice in the development and delivery of mental health services in our community. Yes, it, it absolutely is. The service director says it's crucial that's wonderful, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah, that's what makes services work when, when the people who experience them are able to feed into how they should look. Yes, absolutely, and, and that's good experiences and bad. You know, the, when, when something is ha- good is happening, then that's really, you know, they need to know, people need to know, and if there is a bad experience, exactly the same so that things can be fixed. Oh, amazing. So that's quite a journey that you've had to lead you to being yes. here today. And so um, as the community services manager at Whatever It Takes Trust, I understand that you're responsible for a number of the community-based programs and teams um, and supports. So are you able to share a little bit about your role and what those different supports involved? Yes. I came to it just over two years ago, uh, first of all on a temporary contract uh, and then evolved into this role as the community services manager. Um, our services are shaped by people with lived experience. That's that's one of our points of difference, that we actively seek, seek and recruit people with lived experience, either themselves of the mental health and addiction system, or maybe they're a whānau support person mm-hmm. or a, a friend, a support person for someone. So our kaimahi come from all walks of life. Um, we believe that this lived experience allows us to walk alongside our whaiora, that's our clients, um, on their road to recovery and to understand where they are with their hitter bump in the road we've probably been there and done there got the (laughs) t-shirt and for the good times you know when there comes a time when they are discharged from our service and all the good work that they've done to get them to that stage we certainly um, are walking alongside not doing two in our service Um, I'm really also proud of the support we offer our kaimahi when they may fall over we all know that with lived experience sometimes we can have an echo or a trigger and and we can become unwell but with our organisation we've access to employment assistance providers EAP supervision cultural supervision and we have a robust health and safety and well-being committee and a strong organisational workforce development plan and we encourage our kaimahi to study but also to flourish and grow within our organisation. Oh, that's wonderful. So some of the services that I look after are uh, our clinical day recovery programme, that's called Manaya House, which is based in Onikawa. We have a registered nurse as the programme coordinator there, a full-day programme, so nine groups each week, and input from Fiora around what those groups need to look like because... They're the people coming to the yeah, group yeah, and, yeah. And, and we need to know what they want from those groups. So they would learn basic skills such as cooking 
and also strategies to overcome their mental distress, such as mindful, mindfulness techniques, basic te reo and waiata to overcome connection and provide identity. We have a brain gym group as well for improving concentration and so on. Our most popular groups, though, at Manaya House are our gardening group oh, wow. and, and our Kai kitchen. Yeah. And we're very lucky to be able to use some space at one of our residential sites, Rangimariye. And the Fiora love being out in the fresh air. Yeah. And we're also teaching them to grow their own food. All the produce that comes from the Wednesday garden group goes to the Kai kitchen the following afternoon and that's our most popular group by far um we teach cook basic cooking skills there um often we have a guest chef and that might be someone from within the organization um recently we've had nandu who's an eit tutor and they bring along a recipe that they may cook from their homeland and we incorporate either our ingredients into that or their dish into what we're cooking for the day and it's just fantastic to see our fire are learning new things and skills that they can then use at home Oh, amazing. And that um, the clinical day program, is mm-hmm. who's eligible to attend that? Uh, you can walk in and refer yourself. Um, we will do an, an assessment. It's good if you have a, um, an attachment to community mental health and addictions, but we look at everyone in their own right when they come along. Oh, amazing. Sorry, so I, I, you were right talking and I cut you off with my questioning. <laughs> All good. Um, so sorry, so that's the clinical day program and mm. then I know you're responsible for overseeing a few other um, activities and, yes. and supports in the community too. Yeah, so we have our community peer support team. Uh, this is a group of 11 FTE, 11 Kaimahi, and they provide person-centred care, one-on-one support to keep Fiora going on their walk to wellness. Uh, they're also amazing people. You know, they come with their own journey, which is is good. That's why we we have them on our team. But the support that they give to their fiora is vast and different. It might be something that we would consider really simple, basic budgeting skills, uh, the ability to shop in a supermarket, to actually prepare a, a, a simple meal for themselves. Um, in the evening but also broad broadly speaking support at medical appointments um, getting people out of their social isolation whether that's going to a group it might just start actually with a walk on the beach Mm. with their peer support worker and gradually building on that experience so that people can try and get out in the community much much more and so that's the purpose of that group really yes. to, to become more more social in terms of interactions and connections yes, it, it's the, the whole team are recovery focused uh, and and walking alongside for whatever that person needs so at the very beginning of that journey that uh, they'll sit down with us and we'll look at some goals now their goal might be something as uh, um, simple as a house so okay what does that house look like we'll we'll step back and we'll say where are you now are you renting do you want to flat what's the what's the situation that you're in and then step through those goals to get them to the place that they need to be 
but that's supporting them not again doing for them yeah amazing Mm. yeah and coming at it with a peer support lens so somebody that may have been there and done that themselves absolutely and you know I'm often taken aback with the experience that our kaimahi come with um recently we were supporting someone who was living in their car and the the person who came alongside them had experience of that right and that that chills me but it also blew me away that they knew exactly where this fire was coming from yeah absolutely Mm. and and can connect um, not just in terms of what that means in terms of practicalities but on that emotional level around what that means absolutely oh that's beautiful we've also got our lighthouse drop-in centres we have two of those one in Napier and one in Hastings these are centres where you just come and be uh, you you kind of get peer support without knowing really because you can engage with someone over a game of chess over the news the daily newspaper sitting and talking with someone we provide some structured groups but our most popular group is Waiata and karaoke. And it's just beautiful to see someone who may be quite introvert and quiet and and sit there absorbing the atmosphere all day to then getting up and holding a microphone and singing a song. Quite often, you know, something that they remember from their childhood or their teens. So we do all the golden oldies. (laughs) But it's just beautiful to see how far people have come. Yeah. And what, particularly what singing can do for them. So just there, you just come and be. There's a light lunch. We Akai Mahi do amazing stuff with our budget. And people want to come, connect over Kai, cup of tea, that kind of stuff. And that, that also leads into a place where Akai Mahi can connect with them. So if they need some advocacy support... Uh, we can meet them there, look at what they need and carry on from there as well. Oh, amazing. And we have lots of um, women who use um, the Women's Centre facilities who also experience the Lighthouse um, programme, the drop-in, and really enjoy it. So it's it's beautiful to have um, such, um, I guess, well-regarded opportunities for women in the community to join in during the daytime. Mm, Thank you. And so then sitting also as a consumer advocacy service. Yes. Yes. So a very important part of our service too. We have two consumer advocates, both with their lived experience as well. And an advocate will step in and walk alongside you maybe when your voice isn't heard, when you need some strength to your voice. It can also... um, be when you need to deal with a government department such as MSD. Um, it's we we often find it's frustrating to wait um, for some time on the phone, and it's understandable that people um, can experience some anxiety around that. So often we can be either an agent for people, or we can sit and wait and, and walk alongside them, or or get that call back. So um, advocates are also really useful to. Um, 
walk alongside when maybe there's a medical appointment, when you're with a clinician and you maybe don't understand what's going on for you. Mm. We've recently supported um, a couple of our Fiora who have been in a house fire and, and they there is so much need after that mm. to be able to sort out accommodation, all those kinds of stuff when, when people lose belongings as well in a, in a fire situation. Yeah, and often you wouldn't know where to start, so having somebody to walk alongside you and provide yes. a bit of guidance and support is really important. It is really important, and our kaimahi have those connections in the community to say, well, actually, I know where we'll go next. It'll be here, and then we'll go there. So off we go, and you're on a road to recovery from that particular situation as well. Oh, amazing. That's amazing. And so for us um, at planet women Deborah obviously our focus is on women Um, and so I'm really interested in hearing from you around what you think might be the most significant issues and challenges that are impacting on the mental health of women in our community at the moment Mm. which is a big question I know (laughs) I was just going to answer that with where do I start (laughs) well I I guess the um, the thing is to to start at the beginning um, women are more likely to be the ones trying to hold the whānau together so there's often um, a, a, a large pressure on them but the government um, mental health inquiry in 2018 identified a, a few areas where um, people um, had issues and those are still actually present today we're we in New Zealand we're experiencing a rising tide in mental health addictions illness and addictions and with that comes a high cost to Fiora and also to Fano communities and businesses. I mean for women in particular impacts of uh, income inequity, unemployment, Fano violence and abuse and more recently the added pressures of the housing crisis, homelessness. We have women and children living in cars, in emergency accommodation or in a tent and maybe in unsafe areas of our community mm. while trying to keep their whānau together, mm. while trying to keep children clean and clothed and at school. So the, the pressure on women is, is phenomenal right now. And they and they some of the other inequities where they're challenged are um, around data access. You know, the Citizens Advice Bureau did a um, access survey a couple of years ago, which showed the the cost of the, accessing the internet for people is huge. The phone that you need to be compatible, the uh, idea that someone will send you a letter um, with an appointment date on it is kind of going by the by. Mm. You, you have to have a text now to receive your appointment. And people are challenged by these barriers, which are expensive. Yeah. And, and they're mentally challenged sometimes because of the difficulty to operate maybe a difficult um, phone that we just keep in our purse and and pick up and can use sometimes that is a challenge for people too yeah absolutely and I guess the um, added anxiety that sits around anything like that Mm. just compounds if one already is experiencing some 
um, mental challenges, mental yeah. health challenges. Absolutely, and for our young wahine coming through, you know, they're experiencing different challenges. Um, what I would say to maybe to you and I, me being a woman of a, a certain age, you know, there's there's many different challenges coming through for our young wahine. And it's tough on them. It really is. Mm, absolutely. And so obviously we've heard about some of the wonderful services that are offered at Whatever It Takes Trust. And I know that there are, are more that happen in mm. other, other groups and other yes. teams um, in your organisation. But for some of um, those who are listening today, they may themselves have experienced some mental distress or they may know a family or a whānau member or a friend who also is in this situation. So what would you suggest they do if they're worried and want to reach out for support? I think the first thing they do is reach out. That's often the hardest thing to do. But I think personal experience tells us that the moment we've put our hand up and asked for some help, there's a sense of relief there. So I'd certainly recommend reaching out, whether that's to your GP, to an organisation like WIT, to, you know, just refer yourself to... The us or your GP. Many GP practices now have a team from the Access and Choice Programme. This is provided by Health Hawks Bay in conjunction with WIT and a GP practice would have a health information practitioner, a health coach and a peer support worker with that mental health and addiction slant. So that's a free service for people who are experiencing low level mental distress. Um, You know, maybe they have a situation going on for them that means they might be tired all the time, they're low mood, they may have something going on in their life where they just can't get over that small bump in the road. Mm. And that's why the Access and Choice programme is there. But there's also... um, massive amount of helplines whether that's nationally in Hawke's Bay and and again that's a sometimes a difficult thing for people to reach out to but once you have and if the support is there you're on the road to independence and some recovery and I can send you a link with a raft of websites (laughs) that will be able to help people and numbers to call fantastic and obviously for those that are in immediate mental health Uh, distress where we're concerned perhaps they're concerned about their immediate safety and well-being Mm. there's um, another there's another line to ring isn't there yeah there's the emergency mental health service which is an 0800 number you're connected there to a professional a clinician who will talk you through what's happening for you hopefully get you an appointment to be seen by a clinician and you know the um the service rolls on for there and that's different for everyone but if you're a Farno member experiencing that distress from someone you can also call them as well it doesn't have to be the person that needs to call amazing so we have a huge amount of supports and services in our community um and wit Whatever It Takes Trust offers a significant amount of support across a whole wide range of areas mm. for people who may have experiences around mental health and addiction challenges and obviously it sounds like being at different parts of their recovery process as well. Mm. Um, Deborah, thank you so very much for your time today. It's, been, it's just been really lovely to chat with you about yourself and your your own experiences but also the amazing um, work that's carried out by Whatever It Takes Trust. 
We're lucky to have you in our community. Oh, thank you, Amanda. I really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you today. And can I just say, if anyone needs help, please reach out. Yeah, and just on that, let's let's give people a number or a website for whatever it takes trust. So we're at witservices.co.nz. Wonderful. And all your contact information, other, other information will be there. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Amanda. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.